creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. Is your SEO a bit SHIT or are you and Google besties from way back? If it's the former, you'll want to listen to this episode with Carly Plowman from Technobird. And if it's the latter, you'll still want to listen, actually, because Carly is an all-round excellent human who's just great to have a chat with. Carly is a seasoned professional in the field of website design and SEO, dedicated to supporting women in small business and solopreneurs. And dedicated she is. It shows in everything she does. Her business, Technobird, serves as a platform for empowering business owners with the knowledge and skills to thrive in the digital landscape. What I love most about this episode is how practical it is. You will walk away with a manageable, sensible to-do list to ignite your SEO efforts. Trust me. And what I love most about Carly is her straight-talking, no-nonsense approach to everything, really, including SEO. She shares immense amounts of knowledge and insight without ever trying to pull the wool over, which is a rarity in the SEO world. In this episode, we talk about SEO basics and what it's all about, the foundations for getting started with SEO, either if you're a complete noob or things have gotten a little bit messy along the way. Carly shares some fab free SEO resources and we talk about the importance of quality content when it comes to SEO. And quality content seems to be the vibranium of everything these days, doesn't it? So without further ado, let's dive in. And I challenge you not to come away from this episode wanting to do something with your SEO. I'm so excited to welcome Carly of Technobird fame to the podcast today to talk about SEO. Carly, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I can't wait. You know what? The first time I found you properly, I think, was obviously on Instagram. But I was like, who is this chick with these really cool images, the best hair ever? (laughs) And awesome branding. Like, I love your branding. I'm obsessed with it. Oh, wow. Oh, thanks. That's so cool. I love, I like my branding. I had it redone uh, last year, I think it was, um, by Beth from Media Avenue, who's a friend of mine. And um, she absolutely nailed it. It's funny because I almost went with a whole other concept that looked nothing like what my branding looks like now. I chose the other one. And then I had like that niggling, like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? And then I went back to the other one and I'm like, can we just flip the colors, flip the colors? And I was like, oh my God, that is it. And yeah. I love it. I still love it. It's so good. Oh, I'd love to see the other one. It's That for me is a really good example of a brand where you go, that is such, that just captures the person you yes. know, the branding is for. It's just a really good example of that. It's so you. Yeah, and the other one was wasn't as bold, 
Right. Whereas my branding now is really bold. Like it's a really bright, hot pink and it's black and it's white and it's got a really funky font in my logo that I've not seen anywhere else. And the other one was a little bit more subdued, a little bit not nowhere near as bold, um, kind of nice, a little bit more feminine. And I'm not a super feminine person. So, yeah, I'm really glad I chose the complete opposite because it, I still feel like it totally represents who I am and I can see that it lasting a long time. Like I, I'm, a, uh, I'm guilty of changing my branding in the past a lot because I always did it myself and I am not a brand expert. Guilty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I never really loved what I created. And it wasn't until I got a proper graphic designer who's a brand expert to do it. I was like, you idiot, Carly, you should have done this in the beginning. But I mean, we all, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've changed my brand so many times, but this is the, like, this is the one it's sticking around. I'm I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so distinctive. I just feel like Mm -hmm. when I see it, it's just really stands out. It doesn't look like anything else. Oh, good. I'm excited. It's not even fancy. Like it's literally three colors, three or four colors, like a tealish color and then a pink and a black and a white, like not groundbreaking whatsoever, but it's like my little bird icon is there. It's a really funky looking font. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it doesn't look like other, other logos and things that I've seen, but it's still basic normal colors. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm glad it, I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> we'll just talk about that today shall we (laughs) can we I like I love talking about this stuff (laughs) okay now we are here to talk about SEO which is something that didn't used to excite me but now it does I'm yeah Uh, (laughs) but first before we can do that because no one is allowed on the c-word podcast without being put through their paces a little bit first okay bring it so there are some rules I like I always say these rules have evolved over time because we've had some rule breakers on the (laughs) on the podcast rule breaker too so just fyi <laughs> yeah so we've had to establish rules so you can't put it back on the interview you can't push the question back to me you gotta answer it mm-hmm. you've got two choices and you can pick only one okay can't pick both there's no fence sitting here and you can't pick a different answer you can't just like randomly choose something else you've got to pick one or the other okay got and there's no vetoes you can't not answer all right i'm ready are you ready okay i'm ready chocolate or chips chocolate yeehaw yeah when you say chocolate you've always got to then tell me whether it's milk or dark milk milk (laughs) just my facial expression says it all (laughs) um binge a series or go to the movies binge a series yeah is that because you can only do things in like 45 minute to an hour increments. Because <laughs> that's what no. my business is. For me, it's because I can, you know, snuggle up in my bed with all my snacks and no one's judging me. <laughs> Your movie choice. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like quiet time and my dog can sit with me. And I like going to the movies, but I rarely go to the movies anymore. Um, I did go and see Barbie though recently because that definitely piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the last two times I've been to the movies, I've gone by myself, um, which I don't mind doing whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that, but I was also I like sitting next to strangers and that's not, I don't know. I couldn't banter with anyone cause I didn't have 
anyone there with me. But yeah, out of the two, definitely binge a series in my bed with all my snacks and my dog. <laughs> I concur. Dogs or cats? I think you've already dogs. Asked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. Okay, getting social, coffee one on one, just like with your bestie, or mm-hmm. like a social gathering. Well, one, I don't do coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. So I'm having a hot chocolate. <laughs> um, and I would say one-on-one for sure. For the DNMs. You can like, yeah, the DNM. One-on-one hot chocolate for me. Love it. Horror or comedy? Comedy. Okay. I don't do horror. You don't do horror? No, I'm a big sook. Why am I surprised by that? I'm a little bit surprised. Do you know what? I did ask this question to someone else who is a mindset coach and and she's like horror is so bad for your well-being and your mindset oh wow like it, if you're an anxious person it contributes to your anxiety it's actually really makes sense. bad for you so that makes like, total sense yeah it look it totally does she was mm. like after you watch something that's scary do you find like you're a bit more you go up sleep as well or you're a bit mm. more sort of heightened I'm like, yeah, I probably do. So I did kind of wean myself off a little bit because I used to watch loads yeah. like real crime. That was the ah, uh, yeah. I've never been into any of that. Yeah, I don't watch any of that anymore no. after that podcast. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Audio book or paperback? Audio. I struggle with concentrating reading a book because my mind goes other places anyway. So, and I will only listen to audio book or podcasts when I'm driving. Or walking, going for a walk. I can't listen to an audiobook or a podcast whilst working because I cannot concentrate on what I'm doing. So many distractions. So have to be in the car. And I'll prefer to you uh, listen to books or podcasts um, than listen to music. Now, when I'm driving, like down to the beach, a couple of hours, I will put on all the podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hear about working, and I I can never listen to a podcast and work. I just can't. No. Well, thank you, Carly, for indulging me That's in my fun. questions. Now, we want to get to the serious stuff. I want to talk about SEO today. For me, SEO is something that I just never had a bar of. Didn't touch it until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get on board with this SEO thing. So I did, like, worked on my website, did on-page SEO. And it felt, in the back of my head, I was like, this just feels like a lot of effort and nothing's going to come of it. <laughs> but I did do it and then I was writing a bit of blog but, content. but honestly yeah. I have to say because I was reflecting on it before this chat that mm. all my work used to come from referrals like a hundred percent referrals but now there's a portion of it and a good portion of it that people say oh I found you on Google which amazes mm-hmm. me all the time um, why that's SEO <laughs> I know right just a skeptic that's how it works <laughs> I mean it's not untapped because we all know about it and that's oh, the no. point isn't it we all know about it but maybe we don't all do it as it's much just as automatically point. put in the too hard basket before anyone even bothers to begin exactly and that's what I wanted to ask you about that is first and foremost I think that people do sit not necessarily as scary but it does seem very hard it seems very technical mm. Why do you why do you think that people don't do it? Obviously, people eventually will come to you or someone like you and go, like, yeah. <laughs> I think because they don't know where to start, honestly. Yeah. Um, and there is so much information online about SEO and it can be really broad. It is really broad. 
um, of course, there are different arms to it, like you mentioned on-page SEO, which means optimizing your website, which includes keyword research and all those things. And then there's the other side, which is off-page SEO. And those are the things that you do to drive traffic to your website. Um, but you want to do that second because we want to drive people and Google to an optimized website because an optimized website means you're going to likely get more conversions. And that is the whole point of having a website is conversions. And that doesn't always mean buying a product. A conversion could mean someone just signing up to your email newsletter or contacting you via your very basic contact form. Like it, that's what a conversion can mean. So yeah, and I think people sort of look at it or look it up. They might Google it and be like, oh, my God, there's all these articles saying, do this, do that, don't do that, don't do this, start here, don't start there, don't worry about it. It's super overwhelming, um, which is why I always recommend to do your own research into maybe cons- working with an SEO specialist like myself um, and then getting a little plan put in place to start from what's most important for your SEO first, which should always be your website. Um, And then once the website is done, and, and okay, websites are never done, but once you've got the website to a point where you're like, okay, now I'm ready for people to come here and do what I want them to do, that's when you go and do the fun stuff like social media and paid ads and all of that sort of stuff brand awareness getting people to come to your website from google so yeah i think that is why they struggle to start or or start at all until they have no choice because they're just not getting anywhere they're not coming up on google they're not getting any traffic and then they go oh all right <laughs> what yeah. what am I going to do with this SEO thing? <laughs> Where do I start? Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things as well that I don't know if it's a myth or not. Maybe you can clear it up for us. Is it feels like it's something that's constantly changing as well. Like you hear, oh, you know, that's Google used to favor this or used to favor that, but now that's changed. Or is it mm-hmm. something that you feel is moving very fast and changing a lot? Or are the principles really the same? Principles are the same. The foundations of SEO really haven't changed in many, many years. Yes, the algorithm changes um, often, actually daily, to be honest. The Google algorithm changes daily. But that doesn't mean you have to know what um, effects that's going to have or you have to update your website every day because the algorithm changed. It doesn't actually, like, make much difference, to be honest. But the foundations definitely stay the same. And that that is always going to be making sure that you have really good content on your website um, and that you have the basic things like images that aren't blurry, that it's easy to use your website, it's mobile friendly, um, all those really basic things, they will never change. The things that do change SEO-wise are normally the off-page things like, would you have said like say 10 years ago podcasting was a thing like no one did podcasting 10 years ago now podcasting is good for SEO for brand awareness for one but also getting backlinks from um, other websites to yours Um, people who mention you on their website in a blog or whatever the backlinks and the links that are coming from other people's websites is really good for SEO those things 
do change sometimes, but really not that often, not as often as people realize. And sometimes when I see people post um, online, like on social media, Google's doing this big algorithm change. Yeah. What have I got to do? And they, stress and they panic. Yeah. And you really don't really have to change much at all. Um, and those, those updates can be really overwhelming to read. Like sometimes I read them and I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Um, and then I just sit and wait and see what happens and then listen to someone like Neil Patel, for example, explain it to us. Uh, and he's really good, someone that I learn a lot from because he breaks down all those really scary techie things into super simple explanations. Like, here's what Google say, and he'll do like the whole spiel and he'll go, what that actually means is they just want you to, your website to fast to load faster. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. all it means. And it's like anything, isn't it? Part of that is driven by people who want to be perceived as the expert. So they're yep. the tiniest little rumor of a change or something new, they kind of push it out and blow it up yep. because it's part of their persona or their perceived expertise in the topic as well. And they want to scare you into paying them to make changes on your website when really you probably don't have to, Right, which yeah. sucks, but it happens a lot in this industry. They prey on people that they will never be able to do anything themselves and they'll never rank on Google because they just won't ever get it because it's too technical and all these things like it's SEO bros and SEO cowboys is what they're called yeah um and sadly people fall for it because they don't know any better you've kind of raised a red flag in a way is that one thing to look out for if someone's scaremongering that's probably yeah. a red flag <laughs> red flag number one no SEO person should it will ever a decent one I should say Cold call, <laughs> cold yeah. email you. It stinks of desperation. It stinks of scam. Delete and block, never reply. Massive red flag. Yeah, it's like an interior designer peering through someone's window and then yeah. pushing a note through going, oh, I noticed your carpet and it was really ordinary. <laughs> yes, as if, like, who would do that? <laughs> no one would do that who was had no. any ounce of self-respect. So what exactly. interests me about SEO that I sometimes think about is is it something that even doing a little bit, doing something is better than doing nothing? Or is it really something you just need to do properly and you should buy it? Depends the what you do. Because <laughs> sometimes you can do more damage than good. Right. Um, especially if it comes to keywords and if you're just winging it and not doing proper research and you're just assuming that people will be typing into Google this one phrase or question or whatever it is. Um, to find your products and services and website, but you don't actually look at the data behind it, then that can set you actually further back than where you started. So I don't recommend just going in blind. Um, There are some things you can do, obviously, that you don't need to do like research on, and that is just writing really good bloody content, um, appealing to your target audience, using your personality and your tone of voice in your copy or getting it professionally written um, just using good quality images like you don't have to go and research anything or do anything like that to find or to use just good quality images on your website but when it comes to the on-page SEO side of stuff then do a workshop or a course or uh, do some really um, decent study yourself like that's how I learned SEO I literally googled it and just went down a rabbit hole of self-research. I used a lot of Google's own resources because like who best to learn from than Google themselves. And they have 
a huge resource base online. Like go to their website and they've got tutorials, they've got how-tos, they've got videos. Like you can learn it all there. You don't have to pay for a course or a workshop to learn SEO. I didn't. I didn't pay for a single course to learn it. Yeah, there's definitely some things you should go to specialists like myself for, but there's also some great free resources out there to give it a go to yourself. Yeah. So you mentioned really good quality content. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask a bit more on that. Is that because Google is really judgy and Google's kind of going, that's a crap image, that's not a crap image, or that's crap copy, <laughs> it's not. Or is that to do with then the usability of your website and how long someone stays and bounce rate? Google right. don't sort of, they're not looking at it from a human perspective. They're right. looking at it from a code perspective like they're looking at they don't have eyeballs so they can't look at an image and go oh yeah that image makes sense to use uh that helps explain what the content's about they're looking at the alt title of that image to read what the image is because they don't have eyes to look at it um that is why making sure all your alt titles on your uh images on your website are optimized and by optimized i mean just explaining what the image is um, and using a keyword as well is super duper important for that side. Um, but yeah, the content that is more for humans because yeah. it has to uh, appeal to your target audience and you need to put in your own personality and tone of voice and whatnot into it because they're always going to buy from the human. They're not going to buy from the website. Um, so making sure that your quality, your content is, high quality and high quality can mean so many different things depending on what kind of website you have and what you do of course um but just making it readable understandable has personality you've got keywords in there also where it needs to be it's a storytelling if you're service-based I always tell people think about telling your story rather than writing a website picture one person that you're writing to instead of the whole world, the whole internet, which I think helps people as well. Um, but content's not all just words. It's also the forms you have on there and how easy they are to fill in on a mobile site as well as a desktop. Content can mean your icons and your vector images and all those kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah that, that's really important. Yeah, which is a designer's favourite part, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the visual part, part, not so much maybe the word part, not always anyway. (laughs) So you've mentioned a few things there, alt descriptions on your images, you've mentioned like mobile optimization, quality of content. Pulling back from that for a sec, if someone's sitting there, like I was a year ago, going, right, I need to do some SEO, where (laughs) should I start? What are the kind of must-dos? Because you mentioned start with your website, start with your on-page, about Mm off-page as a secondary thing. So what are the top couple of must-dos, do you think? Well, I'll throw it back to you. So what did you think you needed to do on your website to improve it SEO-wise? Did you look at it from a design point of view? You're like, oh, the design's falling flat and it probably need to change up the layout or add new pages or write better content. Or was all of that really fine and good, but you were like, oh, but I probably need to do proper keyword research. Like, where did you start? Well, I started with that technical stuff because it probably hadn't occurred to me. And also maybe I'd like to think that it was okay, but it might have been rubbish. (laughs) 
but I it didn't really I didn't join the dots and that's why I asked you I didn't join the dots okay. between really good quality content and the images and SEO I didn't see the two as connected okay. I just immediately thought about have a good site map have a good page structure do my yeah. keyword research and then do my on page I do my metadata basically. yeah 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 okay that's that's I would start there also if you look at your website do an audit just do a like look at your website from the shoes of your ideal customer or client uh, and try if you can try and separate yourself from business owner to client customer and jump on there google yourself one are you getting found if not number one problem <laughs> and i'm not talking about just for your business name but google say you're a graphic designer and you live in melbourne google graphic designer melbourne uh, that's a really hard keyword because it's super competitive yeah but we'll go with it anyway if you don't appear in the top five pages red flag number one perhaps you're not even using that keyword in your site or you're using it but in the wrong spots so do that first go onto your website does it load fast when you land on the site three seconds or less do i know what it is that you do where you are who you service all those kinds of things and go through each of your pages and ask yourselves those questions and whilst you're like going through those pages really notice where your attention goes and where it doesn't are you just like browsing the content you're not really clicking on anything you're not inspired are you being pushed towards the conversion pages or not did you click on a button and it went to a 404 error page like those kinds of things then once you've like written down all your notes like on the things that you noticed as you're going through your website start to make those changes that start to make the like little changes first because then the easier ones the quicker ones like the broken links and all that kind of stuff then I would definitely move into keyword research because the whole point of SEO is to get found on Google and as high in those search pages as possible because the higher you are, the more likely you're going to get clicks to your website. And that is the point of SEO, getting clicks from Google to your website. Can I just um, ask a quick question yeah. on that page thing? Do you have any knowledge or data about how many people go beyond like page one of Google, for example? Because I know I don't, unless I'm- It dwindles really, really quick. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the stats brain <laughs> yeah. but I know first page and first result is I think it's around 46% likeliness of clicking on your website and even on page one as you drop down the search result it drops so fast yeah um that is why getting on page one is so important not just for like your main keyword but for as many keywords as you can that makes sense for you to get found for yeah. um in saying that, I personally will go past page one for sure because ads are getting more and more on yeah. page one. We'll still get 10 results per page um, in Google, but you always have to like go past the say three or four ads, which are becoming harder to differentiate between organic. And then you've got the Google My Business listings. And then you've got the search result, organic search results under that. I'll go to two, three, even four, fourth page. Um, and I, I've been doing this a long time, so I'm not necessarily judging someone on whether they're on page one. Mm. If their page title and meta description grabs me, I'm clicking on it. That doesn't matter what page. It could be on page five. 
But if I'm sifting through and trying to decide who to click on, that page title and that meta description is what's going to get me to click through. And that's part of on-page SEO as well. Yeah. So I think that's important to note too. Something that really annoys me is when you read that meta description, you you read the title, and then you click on it and it's not what it said. Yeah. It takes you to a page that isn't, might be like vaguely relevant, but it's not quite what you were searching for and what it said on the Yeah. That's a real bugbear for me. And that tells me that their keywords are good, but their quality of content sucks. Yeah. And that's not going to, like, it's all well and good to get the click from Google to your website. But then if we get there and it's not what you were hoping for or the site's broken in some kind of way and you're just like, oh, oh, okay, that's not what I was looking for you're hitting that back button and I can guarantee you that that website will have a really high bounce rate and a bounce rate for those who don't know is the time and the percentage of people that land on your website say on the home page and then exit slash bounce from your website without interacting with your content so not clicking or scrolling or going to any other pages and that's really bad for SEO because it's saying your content is not very good or your keywords aren't matching up or something's amiss there between your keywords and your content and who you're trying to attract. Be honest, team. Exactly. Always be honest. All right. So we've got the audit, which I absolutely love. I'm obsessed with that idea and I can't wait to do that myself because I think that's an amazing idea. And then you've talked about getting stuck into your keyword research. Yes. What else? So people, people will, I depends. Depends what needs, depends what you find, yeah. <laughs> basically. It's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Like get those sort of key things done, like your keyword research and optimizing your meta tags and image alt titles, all those kinds of things. But it's going to really depend on what you find when you do yourself audit or if you hire an expert, a specialist to audit for you, then they'll give you a checklist of what you should be working on and what you should be prioritizing in order to get your site optimized maybe you need to rewrite your content because there's not enough or it's not personable enough or it's not been changed in 10 years and it's using language that your audience doesn't use anymore. Uh, It could be completely restructuring your website. It could be like your website looks old, is slow, it's clunky, start again. It could be so many different things, but when, if you do a self-audit, then just I, I always say try it as much as you can to take yourself out of the shoes of the website and business owner and give it a good amount of time to go through every single page. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, homepage, changes image, blah, blah, blah. Like go through everything with a fine tooth comb. There's also online tools you can use to do website audits that will do that for you as well if you don't fully trust what you're looking at and that that's the reality of a lot of people. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. I'm not a web designer. Totally get that. There are online tools like SE Ranking, SEM Rush. They all have, some of them have free website audit tools that, and some of them can be a bit overwhelming because they might throw a lot of techie stuff at you. Just FYI, I use SE Ranking personally. So there are options out there to do it. If you're not confident in looking at it yourself. Yeah. And look, I think the biggest thing from what you've said is don't, start in the middle like don't make assumptions about what you need to do for your seo without going and gathering the information and having exactly say like take a step back do your homework yeah 
and go from there. And know that it's never going to be finished either. Like you're going to be working on this for the rest of your website life. (laughs) I know, right? But if you don't start now, 10 years, five years time, you're going to be even further back. It's something you've got to just track. I, I do mine monthly. First of every month, I'm looking at my stats. And making notes on what I need to fix or what I could improve on or what's working well, even just looking at the little wins. Like I got an extra 10 clicks to my website from Google. Like you've got to look at those things at least on a monthly basis and get into a habit. And that's why I do the first of every month. I've got my SEO planner that I created. I've got it next to me and writing down all my stats. And then I can look at everything, zoom myself out of my own stuff, look at it objectively and then write my notes on what I'm going to work on for the month and then just work your way through it. So on the flip side, that's what we can do. What do you, what are the most common mistakes that people make though with their SEO? What do you go, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, Well, the main mistake is one, ignoring it, (laughs) not doing it. Um, The second, well, I think a big mistake people make is just diving straight into the off-page stuff before they do the on-page stuff. Um, because it's more fun so you know you might have a kick-ass social media strategy and and get all these clicks to your website but then they get to your website and things fall down from there so that's a big mistake doing things a little bit backwards the other mistake is that people like we were just talking about aren't tracking they're not tracking their performance they're just either one assuming that it's working and sticking their head in the sand and hoping for the best or two they don't know how to which I totally get because looking at Google Analytics it can be overwhelming there's lots of things to look at I get that as well but by ignoring it you can't actually make the best decisions for your business and your website and online things without looking at what's working and what's not you just can't and you don't have to like dive super deep into it either you can just look at how much time people are spending on your home page or what pages they're looking at and what pages they're not looking at where they came from are they coming mostly from social media are they coming from another person's website who highly recommended you like look at those things note them down and don't be afraid to look at your analytics like you've got to at least wrap your head around the basics You don't have to be an expert in Google Analytics or other tools to know what you're looking at. Just start with the basics, start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to analytics, is it more valuable to look at, say, like industry benchmarks? So go, right, bounce rate, industry benchmarks, X, Y, Z, you know, look at those kinds of things. Or is it more valuable to be looking at your trending and if you're improving on your own website? I think look at your stuff first, like stay in your lane for now and make sure you've got all your ducks in a row and you understand your data and how to use it and all those things. And then once you've gotten really comfortable with that and you're like, yep, get it, or you're in a groove every month, you're looking at things, you get it. Then you can start to like look at the bigger picture and look at industry benchmarks and how you can be more competitive but there's no point in doing that part until you've got the foundations in place. You'll get so overwhelmed and not know where to start. Like if you're looking up benchmarks for email open rates, for example, and the industry you're in, the email open rate is 55% and yours is at 25. One, it makes you feel like shit because you're like, what am I doing wrong? But you've not bothered to like 
do a proper email marketing strategy. You don't have a welcome. Like, you know, there's no point in doing that until you've got a handle on your own first. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So I'm getting the strong impression that SEO is not a set and forget. (laughs) No, (laughs) never has been, never will be. (laughs) Right. And I suppose part of that is keeping on top of the data and what that's telling you and then doing something with it, obviously. Do tweaks, tweaks here and there. Yep. Yeah. One of the messages around SEO is, you know, have a blog, have constant new content on your website that Google Mm. can crawl. Is that a thing? Tell us the truth, Carly. It used to be. Right, <laughs> it used okay. to be about fresh content many years ago. It's not anymore. The content on your website should be quality over quantity for sure. Like if you have a really awesome blog post that you wrote five years ago that resonates really well with the person that you want to read at your ideal target market, then that one blog post can go on and do good things forever. Um, Google are not looking at, oh, it was posted five years ago. So, bum, bum, you know, it's not relevant anymore. Doesn't make any difference. As long as it's still relevant, it provides value to the person or people reading it. The timestamp on it doesn't matter. What does matter is if you do blogging as part of your overall digital marketing strategy, I would suggest write blog posts that appeal to your target audience and stick to a consistent time frame of doing it. Like if you're posting once a week or once a fortnight, stick to that consistency, but always write content that is going to appeal. Don't write content for yourself, write for your audience. When I do website audits, I'm looking at blogs and it's their own thoughts on something that has nothing to do with the problems they solve for people. It's self-indulgent. It's for their, it's like a personal journal. No one's coming to your website unless you your website is a personal space. But if you're a business owner, no one's coming to hear about your thoughts on something that has nothing to do with what you sell or offer people. You've got to be writing content that is relevant at the time. And that could last for many, many, many years. And then it could also last for a year and then have no relevancy at all. And if that's the case, delete the blog <laughs> yeah. if it makes no sense to have it there because it doesn't mean anything to anyone anymore and delete it my blog is super informative and I do get lots of reads on them as well when I do posts just making that time to do them yeah I think so but yeah maybe it's a record yourself and transcribe now look you mentioned measurement and I just want to touch on that as our last point because I feel like that's probably the bit that the vast majority of us, no judgment, yeah. but yeah. we miss, right? It's actually measuring. Mm. It's not a set and forget after yeah. all. Yeah. You know, you've got to measure it. So in order to measure your SEO, what are some of the tools? Like what are the go-to tools that you should be using to get the kind of data that you're talking about? The free ones that Google provide you. <laughs> Google yeah. Analytics, Google Search Console. Those are all you actually need. My personal fave and one that I use every day um, is called SE Ranking. And I use it a lot for keyword research because there's a really, really good keyword research tool in there. Um, I also use it for competitor research. Uh, When I'm doing keyword research, I have to look at the client's competitors, look at what keywords they're ranking for and look at um, traffic that they're getting and where they're ranking, all those kinds of things. Because at the end of the day, we want to beat them. (laughs) 
what it is. It's a competition. It's a race. Yeah. So I use those tools mainly for it, but I also use it for uh, when I do keyword strategies for people. I like to give people an overview of how things have been tracking for them in the last 12 months because more more times than not they don't look at that kind of stuff and I feel like sometimes that information can blow their minds like they might think that you know no one's actually coming to their website or they have no idea where the traffic's coming from and then I show them it just sets off these light bulbs in their brains like oh my god I had no idea and that makes sense and you know then they get motivated to like want to continue to learn how to use those tools. And then there's other ones like SEMrush and Ahrefs. For me, those ones are a little bit too advanced for just the little old business owners like you and me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think just stick to, if you're starting out, just start with those two, Google Analytics and Search Console. There are free tutorials within those platforms on how to use them. And, and then once, if you want to dive a lot deeper, you can. You can explore other other platforms as well. But, yeah. Yeah, get Google Analytics on your website. No excuses. Yes, 100%. No excuses. Although, as a designer, I have to say, I think Google could do with improving their user documentation. Oh, yeah. And also because they just um, swapped over to GA4, the new yes. version of Google Analytics, and it's nowhere near as simple to use as the previous one. I don't know why they decided it needed a revamp. It was fine the way it was and everyone knew it because it's been around for, you know, a million years. It was is not broken. So that can be a bit off-putting for people like swapping over to the new one as well because they have to relearn the whole thing. I do too, but start there. Has the interface completely changed for the new? Yeah. Yeah. The words have changed. It looks similar, but a white background and, you know, your reports are still there, but there's right. different na- different names of reports and things like that. Like it's just a little bit unfamiliar. Like all the same data just looks different. Has Elon <laughs> Musk secretly bought Google and just changed the name oh, for the sake of it? <laughs> I hope not. Stay away, Elon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, my goodness. Well, look. I'm definitely feeling like I want to go and look at my SEO again. Good. Mission <laughs> accomplished. So feeling like I want to do that audit. I, I just think that's such a genius idea, Carly. And, you know, without taking anything away from you, it's kind of an obvious thing. Go and experience your website from the point of view of the user. Like zoom out. It's my like little go-to saying. Zoom out of your own business shoes and think of who you want to sell to because we're all selling something and look at it from their eyes yeah love that yeah. do that or do get two friends things. and family or someone else to do it yeah Ask. that's a good one yeah three things do three things <laughs> yeah put your google analytics on go and do the audit and go and have a look at all carly's amazing resources because they are yeah amazing. i've got some freebies on my website too there's actually um, a diy seo audit on my website that you can get which steps you through how to like look at your website from an SEO perspective and tools and all that sort of thing and then I also have a um how to do your own keyword research DIY guide on there as well to show you what tools to use and how to do the research and then where to put the keywords so that's on there as well so go and get those goodies get your mitts on it well I'm going to put those links into the show notes because I think that's awesome great now before we say cheery bye is there anything else that 
you want to share anything that is important about SEO that we haven't talked about that you're like I just really must say this <laughs> Look, I think I, I can get super passionate if you didn't gather from that whole episode that I, I can talk about this topic for forever. But it also I, I also know that it can be uh information overload for people as well. And you may have got to the end of this and be like, oh my God, I've got so much to do. And I try to avoid that. But no, I'm not gonna add anything else. I think, you know, start with what we talked about today and and just make a plan even if you just write three things down or two things down at least start somewhere it's better than just ignoring it and then yeah not getting anywhere with your digital marketing ever yeah no burying head in the sand from here on out doesn't have to be that scary and reach out to me or other SEO specialists that you know of like reach out and just ask us for help we're here to help Oh, Carly, honestly, amazing. As always, you're so generous with your knowledge and you make everything sound so accessible and so doable where others are making it quite complex. So thank you. I've really appreciated this chat. No, that's my pleasure. I hope that I've helped at least one or two people with all the stuff that I've talked about. And thank you for letting me share all this um, fun SEO stuff that I love. (laughs) All right, my love. Chat to you soon. Thanks, Beck. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Beck Hughes Branding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.